This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. Our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the West Stanway Podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Stanway Podcast of myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. It was a big opportunity against Chelsea yesterday, but we didn't take it. Just how damaging is this to our season? That's two defeats in a row now. How confident are we going to Burnley next week? Once again, we've been let down by the officials. We'll be discussing the disgraceful decision to send Fabian off before getting news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. It was a massive game for us yesterday, a really big opportunity. Unfortunately, one that we didn't take. What did you make of the game? Um, it was frustrating. I, I don't think we played that great, particularly in the first half. So it was a bit of a shame. I think injuries and squad depth was starting to take its toll a little bit. I think if we'd had Rice, Antonio, and you know, Chris or Masaraki, I think we'd have given them much more of a game. I would have actually been confident enough to say we would win it. But um I thought it was it was a game it was quite a dull game to start with. Second half was a lot better, but um it just seemed like it wasn't gonna be our day and the, we had to battle against the referee as well. So it just was one of those things frustrating because it was such an important game. However, it's not over yet. There's five important games, and I think other teams got harder run-ins, so I'm trying not to lose the faith. But it was a, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment. It was always going to be a tough game, wasn't it? Because they are finding form under Tuchel, and you know they are picking up points, and um, they've got players that can hurt us without a doubt. So, uh, if I'm honest, whilst I predicted a draw, I didn't really, in my heart of hearts, fancy it. I thought it was going to be very difficult again, like you just said, without our best players, mm. and. 
it just has such a big impact. It would do for any club if they lost their, their best players. And it's no different with us. Well, it's, a spine, it's a spine, mate, isn't it? Really, if you it think if you, you put Cresswell, Rice, Antonio, that's your yeah. third centre-back, your, yeah. um, your, your best defensive midfielder and your best striker. So, Without question. So it was, um, it was a tough watch, really. Like you said, I don't think we played that well. Um, but I just keep coming back to the players that are missing. I think we're going to struggle against quality when we don't have players that can hurt the opposition. Mm. Well, um, I've got good news on that for my section. Oh, so, fantastic. Uh, yeah, fantastic. so keep, keep, keep the faith a bit longer. My section's going to be quite positive, I hope. Brilliant. Okay, mate, that's really good. Um, but look, I mean, we had a go, I suppose. You know, the intention was there. It was quite an even game. Um, throughout parts, but I don't know. I don't suppose I have too many complaints because I just think as a squad, we're, we're struggling at the moment. Um, when you look at the way we were set up, I don't know what you think. I mean, Moisey doesn't really have much to play with at the moment, does he? But it, it does show that we had issues kind of filling gaps because Fredericks, although I thought we had a half-decent game, actually, he was on the wrong side. Shufau was playing more like a wing-back, really, and I prefer him as a full-back. So the, the natural balance of the side wasn't ideal going into it. Um, I don't know. Could he have done anything else, Six, looking at it? Um, I guess he could have given Ben Rama a start, possibly. If he wants to do something a bit different, um, could have done that. He could have gone to four, uh, sorry, yeah, four at the back. Um, maybe played uh, Johnson at left back, maybe, or Fredericks at left back. You know, there's a few things he could have done, but you're right. He is quite limited in his, in his options, isn't he? I mean, he's got no strikers. So unless you took a massive gamble on Audrey Becky or put Ben Rama up there, that's your options there. You know, midfield, though, Fick Lanzini's performed for, for a while. Yarmolenko, you could have played up front as well. He's just coming back from fitness. Um, so, so there isn't really much, is there? And that, especially going forward. Um, and I, yeah, it's just a bit limited, isn't it? And I think this is where you really have to question the logic in not signing anyone in January, whether that be the blame of the board or the blame of Moyes, but whoever it is, having, you know, lost Allaire, lost Snodgrass and so on, you know, it, we've lost that sort of, those options and, yeah, we've not replaced them. I think it is evident isn't it, that you need a decent-sized squad when you're challenging for something like the Champions League. It's a no-brainer. I mean, Leicester were lucky enough to win the league and not really get, hardly any injuries and suspensions that mm. season but that's that's a freak season it, it happens but we are Fred Bear and I think I really do think that could be our Achilles heel with this running you know I know our running is better than a lot of other clubs but I've got to be honest X I'm starting to worry I, I feel a little bit downbeat in this podcast actually and I don't normally say that but this is our second defeat on the spin now and I tell you we go to Burnley next week that's that's not an easy game no, it isn't, especially after today's result. I mean, they've absolutely obliterated Wolves, which is going to give them give them a real um, morale boost, a real confidence boost. And the the only good thing, if you want to try and flip it onto a onto a positive, is that that win has taken them um, nine points clear of the relegation zone with five games left. So, and there's a number of teams below them: Southampton, Newcastle, Brighton, and before you even get to the relegation zone. So it could be that you know they feel like job done type thing. That's the only thing I can try and take from it. But um yeah, it's not going to be easy. But at the end of the day, we're going to be a Champions League team. You have to beat teams like Burnley. You know, that's what you know a Champions League team should be doing. So if we're going to, we're going to go there. We're going to go there looking to win. And hopefully we will do. 
Well, let's go back to the Chelsea game and, and their goal. Do you think that could have been prevented? Yes, I think Ogbonna could have been stronger. It possibly even have brought the person down like a tactical foul. Um, I think the cross should have been stopped before it went in. And again, it's a cross into our area where the person's unmarked. You know, it, it's it's a continuous goal that we concede. Continuous. Um, and you would have thought they would have tried to sort of do something about this. You know, when you've got three centre backs, you should be picking up every man in the box. But we no, but yeah. we don't we don't seem to be doing that. And there's always people free, and there was other incidents where that was the case as well. So, you know, it, it's frustrating that we can see the same goals over and over and over again. Because you just think what you know what's happening on the training ground. You, you should be preventing this. Um, so yeah, that, that was the feeling on the goal. It seems to have gone off the boil, though, defensively, don't we? Because oh, we've been singing the praises of our defenders for pretty much most of the season now. Yeah. And it's not as if these are kids that have come in and, you know, they're in their honeymoon period and now they're suddenly starting to feel the pressure. These are sort of seasoned professionals mm. that know each other, that have played with each other, they've worked in different systems and been successful. I don't know why we're shipping so many goals at the moment. I think Declan not playing is a big factor in that, to be honest with you. I mean, whether he could have individually prevented these goals, um, I don't know. But that, to me, is is a big factor. You know, he he does so much work defensively that just goes unnoticed because he just reads the game so well and he intercepts so so well um, that people almost don't notice it sometimes. And I think now without him, you know, Suchek's not performing without Rice. No. Noble's not a replacement for Rice. Um, and defensively, we start to ship loads of goals. I, I just don't think it's any coincidence. I think it, that's why. And that's why the guy is invaluable to West Ham because you get 100 million for him or whatever you hope to get. You, you're not going to be able to replace him with any better, like for like, or three squad players or three first team players that are going to come anywhere near the standard that he sets. Um, and he's a captain as well. You know, so you're losing a leader on that pitch where it feels like we haven't got that much leadership at times. So it's a, it's a whammy of all sorts. Um, so, yeah, I think that's crucial. You know, as a defensive midfielder, would he have been in the box getting rid of that ball before it went to um, mm. the forward? You know, it's, mm. it's, it's all hypothetical because you can't prove it either way. But I do think it's no coincidence that goals are being shipped and Declan's been injured. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that because um, after the game, Danny Gabidon, who was doing some punditry work, yeah. said a cutback pass is a nightmare for centre-halves to deal with. And in yeah. that scenario, you need your defensive midfielders to help you out. And again, when I heard that, that was just something else that highlights just how much we missed Dick. Yeah. Uh, I said the same last week on the show that he is crucial to us defensively. And you're right, a lot of it does go unnoticed. But at the same time, X, we're not talking about the odd 1-0 defeat. In Dex's absence, we're talking fucking twos and threes. Yeah. You know, so they, these defenders have to take some accountability. They can't just rely solely defensively on Declan Rice. No. You know, they, they've got to up their game. They've got to sort themselves out. I don't know what it is. Communication, confidence, just poor form. But mm. it's it's not good, mate. It's not good. And, and we're not, we're, at the moment, we're not showing European form, let alone Champions League form. No, I mean, you've got to think of it like this. So the centre-backs, though, Balbuena is what our fifth-choice centre-back now, is he? If you think you got ahead of him, you'd have um, Ogbonna, Diop, Dawson and Cresswell. So, yeah, he's our, he's our fifth-choice centre-back. Um, and, you know, it's I'm not saying it was his fault for the goal, but, you know, again, it's, it's that injury. Isn't that squad depth? Is Balbuena good enough? 
I mean, I would argue he's a decent fifth-choice centre-back, um, but at the end of the day, is he a Champions League contender centre-back? No. Um, is Diop on form to show that he's a Champions League centre-back? No, he's not. Is Dawson a Champions League centre-back? You know, prior to, to the last maybe... I don't know, month, two months, we would have said yes, because he's been sensational, but he's not been that recently. You know, the only the only one of those centre-backs, really, on current form, that could get in a to- in any of the other top four contenders, I would say is probably Ogbonna, and he's coming back from injury. Mm. So, mm. you know, you can look at it that way. And I... I know it's just uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It does feel a bit, it does feel a bit depressing to be fair. I mean, it shouldn't because we're still going, we're still mm. right in the mix, still right in the mix. You know, we need to just forget these two games and raise ourselves. And I think the injury situation is looking more positive. That will help. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna forget about these two games and just go into it really looking to beat Burnley. Mm. Oh, of course we do. But we can't talk about Balbuena without talking about the sending off because once again, we find ourselves discussing the officials and VAR. What are your thoughts on the tackle or clearance or whatever it was? Oh, mate, it's just an absolute joke, isn't it? I mean, the guy's kicked the football. He doesn't even know he's there. You know, you can see from his eyes that he doesn't once once clock him. You know, he it's unavoidable. Where's he meant to put his foot? You know, he's kicking through the ball. And yes, it could have done some damage to Chilwell, but you could argue Chilwell was late. The ball had already gone. You know, like, mm. yes, Chilwell didn't actually make a challenge, but the ball had way gone before he appeared on the scene. And I can't believe, I can't believe that an official goes and watches that and then makes the wrong decision. I, I just don't understand it. You know, if it was a spur of the moment thing and he saw how Chilwell reacted, still I'd be majorly pissed off that that was given because it isn't a foul, he's cleared the ball. But if he's gone and watched the telly and he's got someone in his ear telling him what the decision is, I, I just don't understand football anymore mate like every time I watch football now there's something like a handball that's given in one game and not given in the other the same within this Balbuena does that and then five ten minutes later um you know Shafal does the exact same thing enough and it's not even a foul you know, there's just mm. no consistency whatsoever. Nah. And these, these, this is like VAR is meant to improve consistency and give officials the option to look through things and make the right choice. But they don't. They continuously get it wrong. I would say there's more refereeing mistakes now than there's ever been. And I just mm. don't understand that. When they've got the technology to, to, that's meant to help you, I just think it's ridiculous. I, like, you know, the referee should be made accountable. Why can we not hear the conversation that's going on in his ear? Why can we not hear his rationale for that decision? You know, they do it in rugby. They do it in American football. They do it in all sorts of other sports. And you would say, okay, in football, you can't do it because it's too continuous. But it isn't now because they're stopping and taking that time to look at it. So why are we not allowed to hear? And it's but the reason we're not allowed to hear is because there's no confidence the officials would get it right from the very start. Mm. Um, and it's just an absolute disgrace. How that, you know, I'm not, I don't think we would have scored, you know, if you were to say to me, oh, you know, having Balboa on the pitch, having 11 men on the pitch, were West Ham going to go on and score? I'd probably say no, because it didn't look like we were going to score. But the fact of the matter is, 
that that prospect's been taken away. You know, we could lose a Champions League spot to Chelsea by three points now, or one point even, even if it's to say if we've got a draw. And it's all because someone can't watch the TV screen and get the right decision. And as Gabadon said, it needs a professional footballer to be involved in this now, an ex-professional footballer, mm. because, you know, these people don't understand the game. They don't understand the momentum of clearing a ball is going to make your foot go through it. I, I dare anyone... Or I, tr- I tr- trust anyone, right? To kick a football like, like he did, like down the line with that much force, curling, swing your leg forward, put a marker, put a cone or something in front of you. If you can stop yourself kicking that cone or that box or whatever it is you've put down, then then it will show that it should have been a red card. But if you go through and you hit those, it, which I think you will, then it shows it's purely accidental. It's an absolute shambles and it pisses me off and it puts me right off football. Mm, it does make as well I, I tweeted after the game basically saying that what's happened to the the sport that I grew up falling in love with mm. you know it's, it's fucking ridiculous the standard of refereeing is shambolic and we're talking about the Premier League mm. you know I've seen better refereeing decisions at Sunday League level and yet this is the Premier League where they must get paid a decent amount of money they do mate they get paid as much as you know we would for, for our main jobs I would say yeah and yet they're making the most ridiculous fucking mistakes that everyone else on the planet can see apart from them. And I just don't understand why. I mean, the Bob Brenner incident, it wasn't even a foul, let alone a red card. Football is a non-contact sport these days. And that decision was pathetic. I mean, Chilwell's reaction was typical of the modern-day footballer. Yeah, fucking disgusting. Do, do you know what, though, mate? Proper men don't seem to play football anymore. No. Do, do you no. know what I mean? You compare them to rugby players, and the comparison is embarrassing. Well, look when we went and watched Jackson Ray play for Saracens. You know, he got into a scrum or something like that, and, and he had two teeth kicked out. He picked the two teeth up from the ground, stuck them in his sock and carried on. Can yeah. you imagine a footballer doing that? No, God, you're joking. And yeah, fuck, mate. Yeah. They'd probably contemplate retirement if that happened to one of them. And it's mate, imagine going into war with these people. You know, imagine if you're in the trenches in the Second World War, you've got Harry Kane and Chilwell and Salah and there yeah. all these divers well, you'd around be fucked. you. You'd be mate, absolutely they're, they're, fucked. They're, you know, a bit of blah, you know, a bit of shrapnel gets, you know, brushes past them. You know, they'd be playing dead. It's just horrendous. It is. And that coupled with the fact that the rules are so insistent on wrapping players up in cotton wool means that we're seeing perfectly good tackles being punished. I mean, can you imagine Bonzo and Dixie in today's game? Oh, mate, Julian uh, Dixie. We'd, we'd never see them. They're constantly no. suspended. Dixie wouldn't be able to play in this modern game. He, no. he just wouldn't. But then I would say the majority of the centre-backs wouldn't. I mean, I remember Martin Keown. You know, Martin Keown was yeah. forever holding players' shirts, pinching their legs, treading on their toes and stuff. He'd be sent off every single game. You know, he was a great defender for Arsenal at their peak and for England and so on. But the fellow wouldn't be able to play anymore. And even with Julian Dix, like you said, and Billy Bonds and, you know, Martin Allen, Thomas Repka, any of these, like, hard players that you had, you just don't get hard players anymore. You know, Name a hard player in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean literally, I, I can't even, I can't even think of anyone. No, like, they're all you know, boys, aren't they? Yeah, it's, just, it's an absolute joke, mate. And, and as as you said in your tweet and we've said on the show, it's just not that enjoyable anymore. And I, I, honestly, mm. I don't watch football anymore. I didn't watch the cup final today. You know, day, days gone by. I mean, admittedly, I had to take my kids out and stuff, but days gone by, I would never have missed a cup final. I didn't watch it. I don't have a clue what happened. 
happened today. I mean, I've seen the score and who scored, but that's about it. I do not know anything about the game other than Son cried, which is quite funny. <laughs> but um, like, and, and this is just like, this is just where I am with football at the moment now. I love West Ham because it's been such a part of my life and always will be. Aside from that, you know, I'm not I'm not that bothered by it because of these things. Like the rules don't make sense. Handball doesn't make sense anymore. No. Offside doesn't make sense anymore. Um, no. Intent doesn't make sense. Like none of the rules make sense anymore. So it's a bit like when I watch American football. You know, I like American football. I don't understand it. And I feel a bit like that with football anymore. Now, I, I don't, there's just things I just don't understand. I don't know where they're getting these rules from and these decisions. Um, no. You've got players that no one particularly can warm to because they're paid shitloads of money to roll around and on the floor and be arrogant. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know, really, really frustrating, really. And this is, this is on the back of West Ham having a good season, mate. You know, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Imagine if we were in a relegation scrap, it'd be fucking even more depressing. But I know, I know. I mean, the thing is, you know, this VAR costs millions and millions of pounds to implement, but if you're going to get some fucking numbed, making decisions on the back of using that technology, then it's a waste of fucking money. It it's is. like someone buying someone a Lamborghini, but the geezer don't have a fucking driving licence. It's exactly. useless. Exactly, mate. It's exactly that. And I just don't understand how referees can't get it right now. I just no. don't... You know, if you're studying the rule books and you're, watch, you're able to watch every decision on the screen, you know, it's... it's The job's done for you. You know, like, like I'd love to be able to, in my job every time I need to make an important decision, be shown basically what the answer is to getting it right and then having to choose from two answers which one the right one is. I'd love to be able to do things like that, but it's just not, doesn't happen. But these refs, it does happen, you know? And, mm. you know, I just... I don't know. I find the whole VAR thing ridiculous. I haven't watched mm. the Liverpool Newcastle game either, but apparently there was controversy in that as well. And so there's just like every single time you watch or you read something about football, VAR this, VAR that. It's the most talked about thing in football now. The the thing that winds me up more than anything is that football was perfect. You know, in, in, in the 90s and beyond, it was perfect. You didn't need to fucking touch it. So who were these busybodies coming in and saying, right, new rule, everyone. When someone goes through and they're clearly offside, keep your flag down. And yeah. then let them score the goal. And if play continues another five minutes, still keep it down. And then when the move's over, then put it up. What fucking dealio <laughs> signed that one on? I know. In what fucking world is that a good idea? Mate, it's just it's just like you said, it's ridiculous. And you know what? It's all all money orientated because you look at the whole Super League thing and you look who we were playing at the weekend, it's always the big clubs that don't get these things. How to go slightly off topic, how are they now justified not taking any um action against these super league super teams, whatever they want to call themselves, um, because the fans didn't do it. How is that a justification? West Ham fans didn't sign Terrence and Mascarano. We got £25 million ducks. Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton, all these other clubs didn't take the club into administration. Look at look at Bolton fans, you know, 10, 15 years ago under Allardyce, they were a top half of the Premier League team, you know, watching the likes of Akotcha and Jokaev and um, players like that. And then, and now they're in the, they're in the 
bottom professional league because their owners put them into financial, you know, ruin and they got deducted point after point after point. And and that's acceptable. But the big clubs, we don't want to upset their fans. It's just, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no consistency and there's just a complete bias towards the bigger clubs and it all relates down to money. You know, they, you know, they've got Man United have so many fans. Liverpool have so many fans and that's why they don't want to ever disrupt it. You know, and it's it's not a fair judge on no. anything because they just think, oh, that's the bigger team, so they go with it. You know, refs have admitted that they've always been, you know, they've given in to the bigger teams, and I just feel like it just dominates football, money, and the bigger teams. The whole Super League thing was an absolute fucking joke. It lasted two days, and they realised what idiots they've been and tried to pull out. There's been no consequence for them, nothing. Um, you know full well if West Ham and... I don't know, another club of a similar stature tried the same thing, we'd be hit with all sorts yeah. of consequences. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. mate. And this is what does, again, put me off. I don't want this to be a massively depressing show because, you know, we are doing great and I still love West Ham and so on. But it's just frustrating that, you know, VAR can be in the press again on the back of, you know, on the back of the Super League stuff. I tweeted something like red card, Oh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but something along the lines of a red card for kicking the ball now. Well done, football. You're really excelling yourself this week and because it's just unbelievable. Again, that mm. um, something so ridiculous has happened. No, oh, mate, it really is. I mean, I've said it before. Referees need to be in a league of their own and the bottom three or five get relegated into the yeah, championship and the top three or five get promoted from the championship. Mate, there's no accountability no, for them. No, they have to start having some accountability for their performances. They have yes. to. They're yeah. fucking protected. Like, they're, they're going to be extinct. I mean, I fucking... I wish they was. And to be honest with you, they could be. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what they're even fucking needed, to be honest with you. The linesmen are two Bob cunts. I don't even know what they're doing <laughs> on the fucking pitch. They're not even allowed to raise their fucking flag now until the fucking moves <laughs> over. So what are they even doing now? Do you know what I mean? Like, VAR, VAR nine times out of ten, is checking for offsides. So yeah. what's the fucking point of the line from being there? <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. The referee's fucking useless as well, nine times out of ten. They, they're a fucking joke. And, you know, I'm not being funny. I don't even think they realise it themselves. But it's like they're being undermined by VAR. Oh, fucking Michael, have a look at this because you're a fucking blind cunt. Didn't see that. What's the point? <laughs> you might as well just get rid of all the officials and just have VAR watching the whole game. And when there is something that VAR have to check, then they sound a fucking horn in the stadium, play stops, and then they flash up on screen what the decision is. Right, red card, well, winner, off you go. What's the yeah. f- you, could, you could do that. Referees and linesmen, they're fucking useless, so no one's going to miss them. So no. extinct the cunts. Get rid of them. <laughs> I, know. I feel that strongly about it. I think <laughs> referees have killed the game as much as technology and money has. Collectively, yeah. you've taken something fucking beautiful that the working class grew up cherishing and having escapism from to something that is just now at the hands of corporate greed and fuckwits that don't understand football and just kill the momentum and euphoria of going to football now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You said, and you're right, you know, I don't think I do love football anymore, but I love West Ham. So I can't, I can't turn my back on the club. No. But I'll tell you what, if West Ham went out of uh, business I don't think I'd watch football. Yeah, same as me. Same as me. I don't think I would either. And 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 you know what as well? Like it's I I feel I don't know if I feel lucky or if I feel unlucky, but I think our generation, so you know, 
our age and and above are lucky because we witnessed football from like the late 80s and the 90s. You know, even yeah. the 90s had started to, you know, so the Premier League first came around and stuff, but it wasn't like it was now. You know, one you had one sort of, you know, star signing in your team and the rest was still sort of local lads and stuff. And, you know, it, it was it was at least, you know, British players and stuff. It wasn't like it is now where you, where you don't have an affiliation because every single player is like this multi-millionaire that's, you know, that you don't have any connection with. Um, it, it, I feel lucky that I got to witness football in the late 80s and early 90s where it was pure. You know, where it was a ref, then the two linesmen, and yes, they would make, make mistakes, but that was almost part of the game. You know, I could still take it if they were making mistakes now, if there was no VAR, but they have no excuse now to be making the mistakes. And, um, you know, with all the money that's in it and all the greed that's in it and, and so on, I, I just, I feel lucky that I did witness football without this. But then on the flip side, I know how good it was, as do you, before all these changes. So it's almost frustrating. You know, if you, you know, if you're born, I would say, if you started watching football from maybe 2000 onwards you don't know exactly what it could be like before all of this you know and that's sad and my kids do i want to get my kids into football i'd say yes because west ham and even now my daughters are you know talking to me about west ham and one of them for her homework's done a done a like a presentation on the badge and, and got facts on it and stuff and um nice. and the other and uh and i am really proud of that um but then on the flip side i kind of think what well, why why am i putting them through this <laughs> yeah i know i totally understand what you're saying i totally understand and again to go back to what you were saying it's crazy really that we can be so irate during what has been such an incredible season, but again, but that's football that's done that to us. It's not West Ham. Oh no, football West Ham's West Ham's great. I mean, West Ham's mm. really, really positive. I, I, I love what the fact that we're challenging for Champions League with five games to go. You know, that's unbelievable, mate. You know, and mm. I, I, I think, wow, what a season we've had. And if I was supporting another club, I'd look at West Ham envious that they're in that position. So yeah, it's not West Ham related. This anger is football in general. But yeah, loving. West Ham at the moment. Yes, we've lost two games in a row, but I still think we'll finish a minimum seventh, and that's still a good season, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I'm fine with West Ham. It's just football in general. I mean, how damaging do you think that defeat was for us? Because that's two defeats on the spin now, and we are three points away from eighth now, X. I think it's okay. If we win the next one, We've got to win the next. We're basically going to win the next five games to, to give ourselves the the hope. And the other, and that's not as unrealistic as it sounds. You know, you've got Everton in that, which is tough. But then we've also got Southampton. They've got nothing to play for. Um, who's the other two in there? There's a couple. There's a couple of others that aren't particularly, um, you know, really really tough games. Um, and, and I think. I think if you look at the fixtures, I'm just going to have to load them up. So emphasize my point, um, you know, it, it's not that bad. So you've got Burnley next week, you've got Everton at home, you've got Brighton away, West Brom away and Southampton at home. You know, all of those are winnable, all of them. Mm. So mm. we just got, we just got to do that. We're just going to go out and win them. And is that what you think will happen against Burnley next week? Uh, yes. Yeah, really? You fancy us for that? I'm trying to be a bit more positive than I've been all show. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. I mean, I don't know. You know, one thing actually that you you should be pleased about with the Balbuena sending off, which is just typical of of 
of you. Um, I, 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 for once, decided London derby against Chelsea. There's going to be no, there's going to be bookings in this game. So I, I picked up Bonner. Yeah, like because I thought there's going to be bookings. Um, and obviously, you went with the usual tactic of no bookings in the in the predictor league. Um, Balbuena gets sent off, but it was a straight red. So, so that, that you, doesn't count then. Doesn't count. No, so you get the points. <laughs> well, that's fucking, something. Fucking I mean, ridiculous, mate. Do you know what? That is something because I fucking need them, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but listen, I am conscious that a lot of people that listen to this show don't like to listen to a negative podcast. No, exactly. Me neither. I, I understand that, and and I don't like being part of one. And yes, it's been a fantastic season. I'm just being brutally honest as to how I feel. I'm not saying everyone should see it this way. It's how I feel. I am just getting a little bit worried now. The five games you've got left, yes, they're all winnable. I think the first two out of five are tougher than you're probably making it sound, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I think Burnley away is really tough. I do. I mean, I'm I'm going for a draw on that one. but I think that's a really difficult game. Away. At home might be a little bit different, but away, that's that's tough. Everton, you know, they're at a stage now where they really, really are going to have to start grinding points out to be a part of this. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know we are as well, but I think, you know, that's a game that they're going to see that they can really kick on. And that is purely going to come down to who wants it more. That's a really tough game. The last three, yeah, I, I think they are winnable. But I keep coming back to the fact that we are three points off of eighth. And, Yes, it's been a, a fantastic season so far, but I can't pretend that if we don't finish in the top six, I won't be disappointed. If we finish seventh, I'll say it's been a good season, really good season. Enjoyed it, really good. But it will be tainted with disappointment because for so long we've been there or thereabouts to get mm. a European qualification. And if we don't get it, I, I will be disappointed. Mm. I will be. I can't not say that on this podcast because it's negative. It's just yeah. how I feel, you know. No, 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 I agree. I agree with you. I'd be disappointed there as well. Um, but uh, still, I think we will get it. We'll have European football and hopefully we'll be able to go to those games. So it will be positive. Um, and, you know, like the, like we said, the fact we're disappointed. We were 1-0 loss to Chelsea where the ref played a major part. Because don't forget, you could have argued... Um, I was going to say Ivanovic, but he doesn't play for Chelsea. Who's the um, Asik Asa, whatever his name is? Mm. They call, the, the yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm never going to get that one pronounced correctly, am I? You know that he uh, that he um, handballed it. You know, you mm. can argue that. I don't think he did. And personally, mm. I think that was the right choice. But yeah. there was a bit of a debate over that. Um, you know, the fact that we did only lose one nil to them, and there was all that stuff thrown in. It's not the end of the world, but it's just all the it's just all the factors like the red card that made me. Um, that just made me a bit bitter by it. But like I said, turn it around against Bird. They get a result there and things are positive again. Mm. So as it stands, are you confident about Europe next season? I think we'll get a UEFA spot. UEFA League. Yeah, I don't think we'll get Champions League. But I think no. we'll get UEFA, Europa League. Or oh, there's mm. that Conference League now, which I don't even understand how you get into that. But I think we can. Fucking never even heard of it. What's that? <laughs> there's this new. There's this. <laughs> Fuck me, what have uh, they done now? Well, yeah. Well, there's a new. There's a new. Um, there's a new league. Yeah, um, that's been developed. I think. Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to look it up now so I can get it right. Conference League Europe um, that's been set up for 2021. So it's called the Europa Conference League, right? And it says the UEFA Europa Conference League, blah, 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 is a competition for alleged... I can't, I can't quickly read it in time to work out how you qualify it, but um, you basically can qualify for it um if you finish lower down in the leagues i think it's like um below um the europa league so the winners of the competition are awarded a position in the europa league the following season right so it's like your poor man's europa league then yeah basically yeah right okay you know, so, um... i don't know what to make of that <laughs> I, 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 i'm at a loss with football because I, I can't keep up these days well, i and, can't uh, fucking keep up so i don't understand the um the England one, the uh, that that friend, what's it? Or South? Got the name of it now as well. The you know the where England got to the finals last year. Um, they lost the semi final. Uh, what? What Euros? No, not that. There's World another Cup? one. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm saying this. Thing. Surely you've heard of these. Couple I of have. There's another one. There's, a, there's another one. There's another one. Um, the, I can't remember the name. Of it now. It's a tour de France. Yeah, people are going to be screaming at us. But uh, there's another. There's another one that you can that you can win, and you can, and if you win it, you can you get you qualify to for the Europe for the um, UEFA the European Championships. It's called the UEFA Nations League. That's it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of our bollocks. And I want it. Exactly. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even like international football. That's why I didn't have the answer to your question. But I don't know. It's strange. I mean, look, to finish off on the Chelsea game, our patrons gave man of the match to Fabianski this week. Do you agree did with they? that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, your mate. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong, to be fair to him. Uh, I think he made a couple of decent saves. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, maybe. I can't really think of anyone else that... I don't think there were any outstanding no, performances. No, did any better. No, so, I mean, fair enough, yeah. I mean, he did, like I said, he could, the goal, he couldn't have saved the goal and mm. straight, it was too close to the goal and, hit, you know, you could have done anything about that. And then I think he made a couple of decent... I remember thinking he spilled one at one point. I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go again. But... He recovered it, probably. I can't remember what happens. Obviously, it didn't lead to a goal. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. I can't think of anyone that played any better, to be fair. So, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, after all this Super League business recently, I didn't think football could get any crazier than it did because X has beaten me for a second week in the West Ham Way Predictions League Predictions. Oh, really? Well, I, I know that there's still a couple of games left, but I, I can't see me catching you on it, to be honest with you. And How what, you? Well, what annoys me is that... You haven't actually been that great, but I've been fucking horrendous over the last couple of weeks. And as it stands, I'm on minus 51 this week. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've, I've, I've absolutely had one, and you're on 25. And you, didn't, and you did your classic not predicting the game on Friday as well, <laughs> which, yeah. uh, which uh, ended up I got wrong as well. I got minus six points for that one again. Yeah, yeah but then you correctly called Sheffield United to beat Fulham, which is annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that wasn't Fulham, was it? Was it Fulham? I think it was, yeah. Sheffield United beat Fulham 1-0, I think. And you called that. Um, yeah. That was, that no, Brighton, Brighton. Oh, was it Brighton? Yeah, Brighton. Oh, right. Okay, well, you, you called one of the games, right? Anyway, which uh, which has done you some good. But, um, oh, mate, it's, it's been a nightmare. What did, you put for, what did you put for the Aston Villa-West Brom result? Uh, oh, I don't know. I can't remember now. Oh, I think it would have been 2-0 Villa. Okay, good. You got that one wrong as well, then. Why? What was the fucking score on that? 
What did you put? I, I put Villa to win as well. So it doesn't really yeah. make any difference. I'm just glad you got it wrong as well. Jesus Christ. Um, well, overall, I'm 54th with 3,018 points, and X is 109th with 2,767 points, leaving a gap of 251 points. That gap has been reduced because I think it was about 350 at one point. But so. remember, you've also got the 60 point for no, no booking or whatever it is. Now, when am I getting that in? Well, it comes at the end of the last game. Does it? Right, okay. Yeah. Well, that'll help. That'll help. Yeah. But uh, I'm on the verge of feeling a little bit uncomfortable at the thought of the great escape from you, X. Oh, and, it, would uh, be, it would be absolutely <laughs> fucking sensational if that happened. That would be bigger than the great escape Mate, if I pulled I, this I, off. I don't think I could come on the podcast if I did that, <laughs> honestly. Did, no, did, I, have, I have given you so much shit. I've been exactly. I've it so would much be, fun with you on this. It would be so sweet, honestly. And I think, I think the listeners, the listeners, <laughs> as, whether you, they prefer you to me, the listeners would want that to happen surely well, just so underdog, didn't they? yeah just so that i can come on and just oh god that would be glorious <laughs> i really really would that would be sensational uh, it, it just cannot happen i can't allow that to happen that would just be horrendous for me horrendous <laughs> um so earlier on you said that you might have some good news for us yeah so i think it's that time to find out what that good news is to listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way podcast, Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbours are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.